1: You're, you're, you're listening to TPV Virtual Radio. Radio. It's live, it's live right, right, now, right now on the Psalmist Voice of the, the Psalmist Voice Radio, Radio, Network. Radio Network. It's the two-time Stellar Award considered. Spin award nominated. You're listening to the voice. To the voice, The Psalmist Voice Radio Network.
0: This is Angelo Moss and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network.
1: Walk with me, family. Let's go. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial off the meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. In the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go. What's good, radio family? TPV Radio is just getting hotter, and we have an all-star lineup just for you. Mondays, conversations with Joe and Jay at 7.30 a.m. Tuesdays, victory over the waste of life with author Deanne LeBreen at 6 p.m. Wednesdays, illuminating word ministry with Dr. Apostle Forrest L. Walker Sr. at 5 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk with Dr. Byron Sago at 4.30 p.m. Also, Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach at 6 p.m. Fridays, the exclusive interview with your truly, The Thomas Voice, by appointment only. Saturdays. It's Saturday's Fed with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones at 11 a.m., followed by The Locker Room with Coach D at 4 p.m. Sundays, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. with The familiar. Catch all of TPV Radio programming on Facebook Live at TPV Radio. Also, live 365. Tune in and all of our podcasts social media platform walk with us in relationship perfect and promise and let's go you never heard christian radio quite like this like this get your fix 24 7 on the psalmist voice radio radio network You're listening to Victory Over the Weights of Life, Over the Weights of Law, with Sis Diane Lebrun, right now on TPV Radio. This is Victory Over the Weights of Life, with author and speaker, Diane Lebrun.
0: to another episode of Victory Over the Weights of Life with yours truly, author and speaker, Diane Lubre. It is, again, a great privilege to be with you. I am so thankful to have you here with me. Thank you. Thank you so much. How are you? I hope you guys had a great day thus far. For those of you who are listening on the other side of the world, I know you're getting ready to go to work, and I just want to say thank you for starting your day out with me. Thank you for ending your day with me. Thank you for being in the middle of your day with me. I completely and totally appreciate your love and support. May God bless you. May he richly bless you and your family. Today is October. October, my goodness. I'm pushing it along even farther, y'all today is september 28th right oh my gosh september 28th 2021 you guys we are in the countdown of the last 100 days of the year 2021 a lot to think about a lot to talk about but before we go any further Let us go ahead and invite the Lord into this broadcast. Mighty God, mighty God, everlasting Father, King of kings, Lord of lords, how great thou art! how wonderful and how awesome are you in all of your ways. Father, we want to thank you for this day. Father, we give you praise and we give you glory. We magnify your holy name. Mighty God, we invite you right now into this program. We pray in the name of Jesus, Father, that you have full control. We pray in the name of Jesus and we ask that you come through, God. You say what you want to say. God, use me for your purpose and for your glory. Mighty God, I pray in Jesus' name that that you open the ears of the people today to hear what thus says the Lord, letting the people know, God, that you love them and you want only the best for them. Father, we pray even now as we come together, Lord, at the TPV Radio Network family. Father, every family member, God, we pray in Jesus' name that thine will be done in every show. Mighty God, have the people receptive to this broadcast father give this t- this t- this the radio station put us in a place God, a favor put us in a place God where we don't give any man the glory but we know that beyond a shadow of a doubt that it is you God who have accepted us and it is you God who are allowing us to go into places because you said go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature so father as we proclaim the word of God as we preach the gospel let your word go forth with power let there be demonstration let miracles signs and wonders and most of all, mighty God let the people hearts be receptive to you as they hear your word they will make a decision and they will accept you as their lord and savior we thank you oh god for the newton we thank you for pastor chris and first lady Shanice. mighty god open up the windows of heaven pour them out of blessing god where they do not have room to receive we come against everyone god that are fighting them mighty god would you fight their battle lord be the mighty conquering warrior that you are in their lives father you were to touch not my anointing do my prophets no harm father we pray pray that there be a hedge of protection around them and their family like you had around Job. Now, mighty God, we pray in Jesus' name that you do, God, only what you can do. And no one else will get the glory but the Lord God Almighty who is full of grace and truth. And we thank you and we pray this prayer in the matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let the church say amen. Amen and amen. Again, I want to say thank you. If you were just coming in, you are listening to Victory Over the Weights of Life with yours truly, author and speaker, Diane Lou Brand. So we want to just welcome America. We want to welcome Canada. We want to welcome the UK, South America, Trinidad, Tobago, U.S., Virgin Island, Caribbean. Oh, oh, my gosh. On the other side of the world, Russia, Ukraine, wherever you are listening to, Australia, wherever you are listening to, Africa. I can't forget Africa. Kenya. I can't forget Kenya. Nigeria. I can't forget Nigeria. Ghana. We can't forget you. We are so grateful and we are so blessed that you guys tune in. And we want to thank you so much. We ask that you continue to pray for us. Pray for this radio network because we are living in a time where they're trying to Censor the word of God and we have got to stand up in spite of what they're saying and we have got to proclaim the name and the gospel of Jesus Christ. So go ahead, please. Share this message. If you're not already following us, go ahead. Follow us at TPD Radio Network. As you get on that site, please scroll down. Look for the lady in the yellow suit. That would be me. Would you give me a thumbs up and a follow? So every Tuesday. When we come on, you get a notification, and you can share. So from the bottom of my heart already, I want to say thank you so much for liking and for following this page. May the Lord richly bless you and your family. Don't forget, you guys, I have a new book out. It's called What If? Living with the Regrets of Yesterday. You can go to lubrandbooks.com, and there you can purchase that book as well as every other book that I have written. Praise God. Uh, why use that? go ahead and register, and you will get a free ebook Amen to just say thank you for being a part. Don't worry we're not gonna be I'm not gonna be bombarding you with a bunch of emails every week, every day every week. you're not gonna get emails. You go a month without getting an email <laughs> maybe longer amen. We're not doing it to just bombard you, but to remind you send you out a word, letting you know that God loves you, depending on what kind of day that you're having, that our God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we may ask or think according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So we want to again say thank you. Amen. As I started this, uh, this broadcast, I was saying we are in the final 100 days of 2021 and 2021 have been challenging to everybody if you were not challenged in 2021 by something, some shape form uh fashion matter whatever you i don't know where you were that rock that you were under have been very very good to you please take me there with you <laughs> Take me there with you so I don't know nothing, I don't see nothing, I don't hear nothing. I just keep living a life where there is no worries at all. But in this year, so many people have lost their lives. Wives have lost husbands, husbands' wives. Parents have lost children. So many people have lost their jobs. So many people are still losing their jobs. But one thing we do know, that our God can take care of his children. He has been taking care of his children And he will continue to take care of his children. So I urge you, if you are not a part of the family, we need you to come on into the ark. And after this broadcast, I will, amen, lead you into prayer where you can receive the Lord Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Amen. In this day and time, we have got to check ourselves. We have got to make sure everything about us is ready for the return of Jesus Because whether you want to believe it or not, whether you want to walk around with your eye closed, you you say, oh, there's no such thing of the rapture. We call it the rapture. But Paul tells us about the catching away of the church. And let me tell you, it's going to happen. And we don't know how long it's going to happen or when it's going to happen because the Matthew chapter 24 tells us that we don't know. Amen. We don't know. Just like in the days of Noah, They were eating, they were drinking, they were having a good time in the day of Sodom and Gomorrah. They were just living La Vida Loca until judgment came. Amen. So we have got to be on our P's and Q's as we are in these final and last days before Jesus returns. Everybody is talking about going to heaven, but not everybody is going to go to heaven. And I am so sorry I have to say it like that. And I am so sorry, but I have a mandate to tell you the truth. I cannot just have you living a haphazard life and just live in any kind of way you want and think that when you die, you're going to go to heaven. Or if the rapture comes before you die, then you're going to be caught up to be with the Lord in the air. There are a lot of churches that are not telling the people how to prepare themselves because I hate to say it, the church has become a place of nothing but transactions. Give, 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 money, money, money. Give, 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 money, money, money. You need a miracle? Give $1,000. You need a new house? Give $1,000. You need this. And nobody is telling the people or hardly anybody is preaching the word. We have got to get our hearts in order. So one of the things, I am going to talk to you about today and get in getting your heart in order. We've spoken about this on the show before, but maybe somebody else wasn't there. They did not hear that word. But one of the things, and that was one of my greatest struggles, and that was to forgive people and even to forgive myself. See, we are quick to tell you that God loves you. And yes, he does. We are quick to tell you that God can and will make a way out of nowhere for you. Yes, he can. And yes, he does. And yes, he will. We are quick to tell you that God will provide and God will take care of you. But the one thing we don't tell people sometimes is if you do not change your heart, you're going to bust a hell wide open. It doesn't sound nice because nobody wants to go to hell. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but everybody is not living the life that will secure us to go to heaven. Here's the thing. When you go to school or when you were going to school, in order to go to the next grade, you had, you had to pass the test. You could, you, unless you were like a super genius and you were just able to skip classes, like most of us, you had to go to one class and another class, and another class, until you got to the 12th grade and graduated. Same thing with God. God will not take you from kindergarten and jump you into sixth grade because there are so many foundations. There are so many things that you're going to miss out on that you're not going to be able to function, understand, or have the knowledge and the understanding of the work that is required in the sixth grade. So guess what? God will take us one Step at a time. Now, the Bible tells us that men look on the outward appearance, but God looks at our heart. Let me ask you a question. If I were to say to you, what is currently in your heart? What is currently in your heart? Is it all love? Is it all peace? Is it all patience? Is it all goodness and and long-suffering and gentleness? What is it in your heart? If I were to say unforgiveness, who pops in your head? Did your heart flutter? Did it sink? What happened when I said the word unforgiveness? See, many times when we are holding someone in contempt, when we have someone locked away in prison in our heart, the minute you hear the word forgiveness, that person jumps into your heart. That person, you, sometimes you can even see their faces. And usually when we do that, that's God's way of saying to us, hey, listen to me. Pay attention. You are holding someone in contempt. Yes, they did you wrong. They may have stolen from you. They may have treated you mad. They have they may have done many different evil things to you. But you cannot forgive them. Now I want you to take a look at yourself. What is it that you and I have done? And we've gone to God and said, Lord, forgive me and He forgave us. We've lied, we've stolen, we've fornicated. We've committed adultery, we've had abortions, we've lied on our taxes, we broke up people's families. We did so many wicked things. Dabbled in witchcraft, put curses on people. We've done so many wicked things. And when illumination came from God, when we heard the word of God and our hearts were pricked, When we say, oh, Lord, I messed up big time. I messed up big time, Lord. And we say, God, would you please forgive me and wash me in Jesus' blood? And as quick as we ask, he did it. Why is it that you cannot do that to someone who has done less wrong to you than you and I have done to God? See, we don't like to think like that. We like to think, especially the Christians, the, the most phonious people on earth are some Christians. The most prideful people on earth are some Christians. The most unforgiving people on earth sometimes are Christians. The most judgmental people on earth sometimes are Christians. Christians sometimes are so quick to point fingers, forgetting what Jesus told them before you can get that speck out of your eyes, because boy you can get that speck out of my eye get that beam out of yours so you can see clearly and you can tell me hey sister die you got a little situation going on here I don't know if you know this but uh, right now you're walking around with one of them hospital gowns you got some things showing that shouldn't be showing you cannot be walking around naked and just my behind is showing that you want to correct me and you're completely naked. Take care of your house and anyway, where you can see clearly to help me get my house in order. See, the gospel of Jesus Christ is a here. The in Hebrews chapter four, it tells us that the word of God is quick. It's sharp and it's sharper than any two edged sword. The word of God is not always sweet and made out of honey, and and you're not always going to enjoy the word of God sometimes, because God has to take us from a place where we are babies into adults, where we can go and tell somebody about the good news of Jesus Christ, so that we can snatch people out of hell, rather than pushing them into the lake of fire. So when we hear the word, although it may not be good to us, It may not feel good to the flesh. Do you know your spirit man is like, yes, God, thank you, Mm, yum, yum, this is a buffet for me. Thank you, God, thank you, God. But like I said, there are a lot of churches that will not preach the gospel. You know why? Offering will not be as high on this Sunday. Pastor might not get as many gifts this Sunday. So a lot of pastors have watered down the gospel, not to win souls, but to line their pockets, to line their pockets so they can have the new Gators, the new Mercedes, and all this time you have a new this and new that, and people are coming to church, and they're dying, and they're going to hell empty because some of us are too liver, too, 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 too much of a chicken liver to say, you know what? The life that you're living is wrong. I'm not telling you stop being a liar because I just want to front you up. I'm not telling you that your heart is black and bitter. You're filled with unforgiveness because I want to make you look bad or make you feel bad. I'm saying this to you so you do not hear from the Lord. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. It what? is our job to come on this radio station, to come on this platform that God has opened to us and say to you, to me, to the other person, whether you're black, you white, you're Hispanic, you Asian, you Caribbean, I don't care what color you are. We used to sing a song in the church that says Jesus loves the little children. They're all precious in his sight. We are. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what your educational background is. It doesn't matter how, how good life has been. It doesn't matter how bad life has been. It doesn't matter if you just have a bicycle to take you to and from where you need to go or you maxing and you're relaxing in some big-time car. It doesn't matter if you have $5 or $50 million in your account. You are no different than anybody else in the sight of God. Diane, how can you say that? John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He did not give partial of the world. He did not allow his son to die just for the rich. When we were growing up on the island, we used to sing the song, if salvation was a thing that money can buy, The rich would live And the poor would die Because in the kingdom of God I hate to break it down to you But your money is no good There is no amount of money That you can give God And tell God to just look over me And let me in in the sweet by and by There is no There is no piece of diamond There is no piece of There is no car that you can give God He told us in Isaiah Heaven is my throne <laughs> and earth is my footstool. And he said, check this out. What house can you build to hold all of my awesomeness? Heaven is my throne. Can you imagine God is sitting on his throne and this earth? He just having the hills on this earth and we walking around here thinking that we such a much and we are under the hills of the Lord? Let me say this to you, ladies and gentlemen. Our God is alive. Our God is real. If you don't believe me, take your finger, put it under your nose and tell me what you feel. In the book of Genesis, he told us he breathed in man. I think that's verse 20, 126. And man became a living soul. The very breath that you breathe is an indication that God is real. Because if he did not breathe, you would have no breath. And if he were to snatch his breath back, ashes to ashes and dust to dust. And again, I ask you, if you were to die now and your heart is filled with unforgiveness, what do you think you would hear from God? Would you hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter ye into the rest of the Lord. Or would you hear him say, Depart from me, I never knew you. See, a lot of us, we just look at sin as big sin and medium sin and small sin and a little white lie and a little gray lie. There is no little and big in the sight of God. He said, I'd rather you be hot or cold. That's it. You either in or out. You either on or off. You either hot or cold. That's it. There is no traveling the fence with God. So you you and I, we have to check our hearts daily to see what's in there. One of the things I ask, show me me. I don't, it's not that I don't love you. It's not that I don't want you to be in heaven with me. But I'm not gonna die, <laughs> and you going into heaven, and I'm in hell. Like I told you guys before, I have oily skin. Hell gonna be super hot. Can you imagine the oil on my face? Hell got snakes. I hate snakes. The where the worms died not. I can't go there. I hate worms. So what do you what what, what must I do to not be in that place? I have to be obedient to the word of the Lord. What word is that, Diane? Jesus was teaching the disciples about forgiveness. And my favorite of the favorite of the favorites, Peter. <laughs> I get to heaven, baby. I plan on having some serious conversation with Peter. You hear me? I just love Mr. Peter. And apparently somebody had rubbed Peter the wrong way because Jesus started teaching them about forgiveness. And Peter asked the Lord, how many times should I forgive somebody who offended me up to seven times? (laughs) <laughs> and Jesus, look at Peter. Jesus said, baby boy, it's new. 70 times 7. 400, like we would say in the African word, 490 times. 490 times. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Diane. That's a lot of forgiving. Is that in my lifetime? Is that like until I get to heaven? Is that like for 50 years? 490 times How long is that And when do I apply that (laughs) If I come to you And I offend you 490 times Between 12am Last night The 27th And 12am The 29th 24 hours If I offend you four hundred and ninety times guess what you have to do relax relate release. you have to forgive me what I forgive you you offended me I know see many times we believe and we think forgiveness is for the other person The sad thing is some people hurt us. They don't even care. They move on. They keep living La Vida Loca. They go on, get married, divorce, remarried. They got kids here. They start a business. They do this. They travel the world. And we are the farthest thing from their mind. But here we are, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years later, what they did to us when we were 21, 25 years old is still playing in our faces. They have forgotten us. They have moved on. If you were to say, you remember Pastor Chris? Pastor Chris, Pastor Chris, I remember Pastor Chris. You remember Pastor Chris from the fourth grade? You remember the one that I always just wear that red shirt? Pastor Chris, I said, man, I can kind of remember. He done moved on. She have moved on. But here we are. If I would ever catch that sucker boy, I got a beating for him. If I would ever catch that woman, baby, I got a few choice words I gotta tell her, and they don't even care. What are you saying, Diane? I am saying to you, forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you, per vous. Ooh, that's who forgiveness is for it's for you it's so that you can lay your head down and your pillow and you can have sweet sleep act like Jesus died to give to you forgiveness is for you so you quit biting your fingernails so you quit pulling out your hair forgiveness is for you so you stop having a five course meal at midnight it's for you Forgiveness is not for the other person. It's getting your heart clean. It's getting the junk out of your heart. Forgiveness is to keep you out of hell. See, we never really think like that. Let me tell y'all. Woo, baby, 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 baby. When God started dealing with Sister Diane, when God said, "Okay, Mustang, you've been running around here long enough like a chicken with your head cut off. Come on home. We got some work to do." Huh? First thing, he started dealing me with, with me. Not Diane. I love you. I love you. Yes, he loved me. But the thing is, I had so much unforgiveness in my heart, I couldn't even accept the love of God. So, guess what? Is the first thing that he had to do, baby? That first. Have you noticed the first layer? of an onion is always the hardest. And the deeper you get and when you get into the middle of the onion, it's just so sweet and juicy. But that hard part, most people throw out that hard part of the onion because it's so hard. You can boil that sucker down when you bite, you're like, oh man, that 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 piece of onion, it's still hard. It's callous. And that's what unforgiveness will do to your heart. And just like that Onion covers up all the layers of the onion. Guess what? If you have unforgiveness, I will bet you, you are angry, you are bitter, you have a temper, jealousy and envy is lurking, rage is right at the door, filled with malice and revenge in your heart, Just hate people for no reason. You know why? And forgiveness. Have these things capsulated in your heart. And you have got to be set free. You have got to be delivered. So guess what you got to do? We don't like doing that one either. I was talking to my sister and I said, when people doing stuff that they like, they're not going to change. As long as you enjoy getting your high on, then you say, man, please, herb is off the earth. God put it there for us to smoke. As long as you say, I am not an alcoholic, I just have a little drinky drink every now and then. As long as you say, man, I'm no dope fiend. Yeah, I may hit a little crack every now and then. Yeah, I do a line of coke every But I ain't no dope fiend. I ain't no crack ahead. What? As long as people are in that place, they cannot be helped. When you go into a drug rehab or Alcoholics Anonymous, when they say we have a new participation, participant, uh, new, whatever the word they call them, new somebody to our group, how do they address the group? Hi, I'm Diane and I'm an alcoholic. Hi, I'm Susan and I'm an alcoholic. Hi, I'm Keith and I'm an alcoholic. Everybody on the same level, everybody in the same place they can never be helped unless you confront yourself Holy Ghost I thank you for showing me that you are the bestest of the bestest of the most bestest the Lord just showed me the brazen labor The in when when God gave Moses the specification for the tabernacle there were specific instruments specific utensils and specific things that was used to 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 for the priests to perform their duties one of the uh, utensils what is it called Lord I, I can't really remember one of the, the things that God gave Moses is called the brazen laver the lava the washing bowl where you go to wash And at the bottom of that lever, the women, the women of Israel, they brought their mirrors. And the bottom of that lever was surrounded by mirrors. So when the priest went to wash, guess who he saw? He saw himself. As long as you cannot see yourself as someone who is filled with unforgiveness, the devil will continue to trick you, harass you, and leave you in a place of torment. The devil does not like you. He don't love you. For the people who think the devil liked and loved them because you asked and he gave, read John chapter 10, verse 10. And he says, the thief he come but to what to steal to kill and to destroy you does that sound like somebody that loves you does that sound like somebody that cares does that sound like somebody that wants you to live a life of peace and joy being in a harmony with God the devil is trying to take as many people to hell with him that's why there are so many leaders. They don't preach about hell. You know why? Because that's their destination. Again, they, they just want to have the new Mercedes. They just want to be in the new Range Rover. They just want to be in the number that said, look how the Lord is blessing me. But the Lord ain't blessing them. They fleece in the people of God. So as long as you cannot look and say, you know what? Okay, Lord. Here I am. Lord, this is Diane. I know you know who I am. There's something wrong with me, Lord. (laughs) There's something wrong with me, Lord. Like the Lord be like, really? What's the matter, baby? My heart, Lord, my heart is filled with unforgiveness. Now, mind you, when you start telling the Lord, when you come to the Lord and you start asking him for help, because you want to be able to get to that place where you can forgive somebody 490 times in a 24-hour period, will it be easy? Your flesh, honey, is going to turn into liquid because your flesh is going to say, no! No, I refuse to let go. No, I will not, I will not, I will not. He lied to me. She lied to me. He stole from me. She stole from me. He cheated from me. She cheated me. No, no, no. We went into business together. He took my money. He ran off with it. Me? Oh, no. He stole my wife. She stole my husband. We were best friends. And And as long as we cannot say, Lord, I am coming to you. God, I'm a mess, and my heart is filled with unforgiveness. God will never interrupt you. See, sometimes we talk to people, and we try to tell them about us and where we are and how we're hurting, and we're coming to them, and we're asking for help, and they want to tell you their life story, and they want to tell you their struggles. so you got to stop and pick on their load, plus you got your load to carry. God will never do that. So you can come to God and you can say, Lord, when I was a kid, my daddy wasn't there. And for that, I hate him. I don't think I can ever forgive him on my own without your help. I had a mother, Lord, but my mother was so mean and my mother was so nasty to me. I don't think I can ever forgive her Without your help. And Lord, you remember what they did to me on my old job. And Lord, I work so hard to be a good wife. And this is how my husband treated me. I work so hard, God, to be a good husband. I tried so hard to be a good parent and my kids. And I do all this. And Lord, my heart is so filled with unforgiveness, I can't even sleep at night. Until we can come to the place. Until we can come to the brazen labor and say, yeah, my ex-husband was nasty, but I got some stuff to deal with too. Yes, my kids, I may not be perfect, but in this area and in that area, I could have done better. Yes, my father, he left. I don't know the reason why he left. Yes, when we come to the place and we begin to recognize. It's only then God can start dealing with us. I walked around for years with unforgiveness, and it was not until I said, Lord, I need you to get it out of me. I need you to get it out of me, because if you don't get it out of me, it's going to kill me. I need you to kill it at the very root, God. I do not want to live a life of unforgiveness. I can't eat I can't sleep. I can't enjoy life. I'm always flying off the handle. I'm breaking out with rashes. My hair is falling off. I'm only 25 years old. 75% of my head is gray. All I keep doing is eating. I gained 50 pounds in two months. All these things, Lord, I know why. It's because I am filled with unforgiveness. And, God, if you don't fix me, I'm going to die. If you don't fix me, I'm going to die and I'm going to go to hell. And I know you love me too much to let me die and go to hell. You love me too much to let me stay in this place. God, you have got to help me because I can't do it. It's not until we come and we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God is when things begin to happen. When we Come to God and we say, yeah, Lord, I see it. I do have unforgiveness. That is true, Lord. I am an angry person. I do have a temper. I get so mad sometimes, Lord, I black out. I don't even know sometimes where I am. I do have this problem, Lord. And to be quite honest, Lord, sometimes I think it's from this, and sometimes it's not from this. I'm thinking it's this, but it's not from this. But, God, I need your help. I need your help because if you don't fix me, There's no hope for me. One of the things I can guarantee you (laughs) that God is going to make you do, because remember, God is all about destroying our flesh. If we fulfill the lust of the flesh, We cannot fulfill what the Spirit is calling us to do. And if we fulfill the things of the Spirit, the flesh has no power over us. So the one thing God has to do is kill this flesh. And what is the number one way of destroying the flesh? Somebody say it with me. It starts with an H. Humility. Oh, baby, baby, baby. Humility. You mean to tell me I have to call Sister Shanik and tell her I can't stand her? She don't even know I can't stand her, Lord. You mean to tell me I gotta call Sheila and tell her those words she said to me fifty years ago is still bothering me? And that's why I can't stand her. Uh Lord, anything else but that. The, the 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 worst person. The people who have harmed you the most are the ones God is going to have you to call and to confess to them and to say to them, I forgive you. And in return, I say to you, if I've done anything to offend you, I too ask for your forgiveness. Your flesh going to be upside down. Your flesh going to be topsy-turvy your flesh is going to pass out your flesh is going to be like a four-year-old at the mall
1: (laughs) i don't want it i don't want to go
0: your flesh gonna act a fool but your spirit man is gonna say thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord now i can start to see a little light Thank you, Lord. Oh, my gosh. I called this to such and such, and last night I slept so much better. Oh, God, who else? And it comes to the point where I was like, Lord, is there anybody else? (laughs) Is there anybody else? I have to call and say, you know what? I forgive you, and if I've done it to you, please forgive me. I have no shame when it comes to killing my flesh. Remember, Your flesh has no good thing in it. And I know we wash it, we lotion it, we put nice clothes on it, we put nice fragrance on it, we put gold, we put silver, we put platinum, we put diamonds, we put all these things on it, and the flesh is, yes, yes, look at me, look at me, look at me. But can I tell you, if you do not put that flesh under subjection, your flesh will be the reason why your soul is cast into hell. Remember, when we die, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. See, the flesh don't care about sending you to hell. (laughs) Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. But your soul The Bible said when that rich man, he built up that big barn because the other barn he had, he looked at it and he was like, yo, wow, I got a whole lot of stuff here. And yet I'm having more stuff. I'm going to break this down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to put some more corn over here. I'm going to put more wheat, more flour over there. Get me a couple hundred boxes of macaroni and cheese. I'm going to go ahead and get me about 300 bags of rice and yeah. And then I'm going to be able to just chill for a while, chill for a while. And while you doing all that, God is looking at your heart with all your unforgiveness, with all your greed and your lasciviousness, all the hate. And God say this night, your soul is required of you. Not your flesh. That's why Jesus told us, do not be afraid of the ones that can only kill the body. But be afraid of the one that can destroy this body and cast your soul into hell's fire. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are in a place where your heart is filled with unforgiveness, May I suggest to you right now today that you beeline to the throne of grace and begin to ask God to get unforgiveness out of you. It is not for the other person. It is for you. The other person you just might save their souls, because God might just send that person back to you after you done all these things, and next thing you know, they come up sick, or they come up something, and guess who they come back to, and because you have released them, you can help them with no motives in your heart, and that's when the windows of heaven is going to open up, and God is going to pour you out a blessing where you do not have room, and let me see. A lot of us, God have great things for us, and I'm telling you this because of where God brought me out of and what God brought out of me and what he brought out of me is unforgiveness. And what he brought me out of was on a road leading me straight to hell because I felt everybody who deserted me, everybody who rejected me, everybody who did me wrong, y'all can all die and go to hell. And none of them cared. And I was the only one on, well, I don't know, but it might, me, I was definitely on that road to hell. And I'm thinking, I got it all together. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, ladies and gentlemen, that also you will reap. If you cannot forgive somebody who hurt you, if you cannot forgive somebody who offended you, Jesus told us, offense, it will come. No doubt about it. Somebody will offend you. Your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your neighbor, your coworker, your boss, the government. Somebody is going to offend you. My question to you is, how deep, Are you going to let that offense go? Are you going to let that offense remain in you where you begin to stagnate and begin to stink? Are you going to let that offense remain in you where God cannot trust you? God cannot release anything to you because your heart is bent on revenge. Wait till I get that job. I'm going to show her. I'm going to show him. Wait till I get married. I'm going to let them. I'm going to post every picture on Facebook. Wait till I get my new car. And hellbound on revenge. And the Bible tells us, I think he got that up. Corinthians, Romans, Romans. Paul tells us that vengeance is mine. I will repay, said the Lord. But yet, we are trying to take vengeance on people who have harmed us. Did I want to take vengeance on my ex husband honey? Did I want to take vengeance on the way my mother treated me? Did I want to take vengeance on ex-boyfriends and girlfriends of ex-boyfriends that come in? Did I want to take vengeance on other people? If I say no, I'd be lying, and the truth would not be in me. But what did I have to do? I had to trust God. I had to do what He told me to do. I had to call people, I had to repent. I had to find people on Facebook. I had to send them messages. I had to let me t- I cannot even begin to tell you how many people I had to call and let them know. I released them. And I let them go. And when that happened, every time I released somebody, it's a a weight that lifted off my shoulder. Every time I forgave somebody, I got sweeter. Every time I forgave somebody, my laugh got bigger. Every time I forgave somebody, honey, and I ate a piece of chocolate, I had me a good piece of chocolate cheesecake. Quack! It was good all the way in my soul because now there was nothing blocking. I can eat with a clean heart. I can go to sleep with a clean heart, a clean conscience. I can lay down and I can actually watch TV and laugh. I knew God was working in me and God was removing unforgiveness in my heart when I was watching a commercial and it made me cry. <laughs> I knew. And I'm like, God, I'm crying out of commercial because the heart of stone. He had removed the heart of stone and he gave me a heart of flesh. So now this a heart of flesh can feel. It has feelings. It has love in it. It has peace in it. It has joy. I see people who now I that hates me. And I pray earnestly for them before please god would bring people up to me when i was praying and i could not pray for them effectively and i knew that was a sign that i had some type of animosity some type of grudge some type of of imprisonment in my heart towards these people the Bible tells us, who God has set free, we are free indeed. When you set somebody free, God does the same for you. See, God is not telling you to set people free and he keep you in bondage. The, the, the reason why we find ourselves in bondage, because we're holy people in bondage. Why would God forgive us? Why would God do these things to us? And we don't want to do it to other people when he told us, love your neighbor as yourself. So I say to you, ladies and gentlemen, as we are in the last hundred days of 2021, I pray and I beg and I urge you, let today be the day that you do a self-check and see if there be any unforgiveness in you, and let today, right now, be the day that you start saying to God, Uh uh-uh, God, I'm not going to bed like this. I will not continue my day like this. Something has to happen. We have got to get on the same page, Lord, and I'm finally there, so you get the junk out of me. I'm ready for you to get it out of me. And until we can come to God in agreement with God, we'll say, well, I'm waiting on the Lord. No, we're not. God waiting on you. God already got everything in order. You the one just, what they say? Stuck on stupid? It's not for the other person. It's for you. Don't miss out on the great things that God has for you. Because your pride is causing you to not to forgive somebody when your very soul, not your life. Your very soul depends on it. I pray to God this day, this Tuesday, that these words have not just fallen on your ears, but even now they're taking root in your heart that they may grow and God can begin to alleviate delete and erase some things out of your heart. So if you are ready to let go of all these things and if you are ready to tell Satan, no more, baby, I am not your trash can. I am ready to be a vessel, a yielded vessel for God to use. Let us pray. Repeat after me. Lord God, I come in Jesus' name. Father, I've heard the word. And Lord, I recognize that I do have unforgiveness in my heart. Lord, I ask that you, first of all, forgive me. And as you forgive me, please uh, help me to forgive the ones who have offended me. Today, mighty God, I make a decision to turn my back on the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And I am looking unto heaven, unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of my faith. Father, wash me in the blood of Jesus. Mighty God, cleanse me, purge me. Purify me. Erase my name out of the book of death. And please, God, write my name in the book of life. I make a decision starting today, God, that I will live for you and I will forgive others just like you have forgiven me. This prayer I pray, Father, in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, I want to say welcome into the kingdom. We are now brothers and sisters, and I ask that you pray for me as I pray for you. I want to thank you so much for being with me today. I thank God that you are here. Pastor Christopher, First Lady Shanae, again, thank you. God bless you. I love you all for this platform Thank you for allowing me to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ without any reservation and without and without uh, straddling the fence. I want to thank you guys so much. You guys, I pray that you will join me next Tuesday, same time, same place. If the rapture has not taken place, next Tuesday will be the first Tuesday of October. We have a guest speaker. Don't forget, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So for the entire month of October, we will be discussing domestic violence. So if you know of someone, please go ahead, pass this on, share this if you're listening on Facebook. However you are able to share this, please share it so we can teach, so we can help people who have been hurt. And we can help them do the same thing that we spoke about today, overcome unforgiveness so God can begin the healing process in their lives. Again, I want to thank you, mighty God, for being God. I bless your holy name. Mighty God, thank you. Have you with cover your people under the blood of Jesus, we pray. And I say to you, lubrandbooks.com, please go there. You can purchase any of my books there. I love you. I bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. And I only got to ask you one more thing. Walk with me, family. Let's go. Good night everybody, may God bless you. Everything that was holding me down is only making me stronger
1: now. I'm more more than a conqueror. Oh, oh, oh. I know the days are getting darker. Feels like it's more than you can handle. This life will bring it to your knees. But that's the safest place. Video, Colleen, Texas. Radio.